Hello, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's Akende Adirele here again. Thank you for bearing with us over our long summer break. I've spent the time traveling, learning more about myself, and truly just taking a break. I've, however, missed Pod Save Africa, though, and I've missed every single one of my listeners. I've missed bringing you news and facts and stories every week, and I'm excited to continue to do so. During my brief sabbatical, I've had the great opportunity to meet a few incredible people, some of whom I'd like to highlight in this mini-season prior to the beginning of our season. There are five of them, and I'm excited to share the thoughts and the conversation I had with them. Next up on this list of the fascinating people I've met is Mpumi. If I were to describe her in two words, I would describe her as the uplifter. I think you'll understand as soon as you get to listen to the episode. Please enjoy your listening. Mpumi, how about you tell my guests to brag a little? Tell my tell my listeners who you are. Really, I'm I'm hyped for this interview, and I think Where they, do should I begin? they should. They I think should I begin by saying thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. I've been looking forward to being on your platform for a few a few weeks now. All right. Yeah, we had this lined up quite a while ago, but yeah, I've I've been pumped. I've been excited. Um, how nice. about you tell tell us who you are? Who, who Tell them why I'm so excited. Yeah, so um, let's see. It's always a mouthful, but Mm. I am an international speaker and uh, communication strategist. (laughs) I am originally from Johannesburg, South Africa. I was born and raised there, um, but I came to the United States to pursue my college education. Um, I, I got a... I got my honors degree in Charlotte, North Carolina in interdisciplinary studies where I focused on uh, leadership, global outreach and strategic communications. And then following that, I then pursued a master's degree in strategic communication. So I really love communication, but yeah. the, yeah, I just, I, I'm sure you can tell, I just yeah. love speaking. I love being around people and interacting. But um, what really, what really, I guess, stands out about my life and my story is that I was orphaned to AIDS at the age of nine when my mother died. Mm. And, um, you know, considering that I was born into abject poverty and that she was um, a single mother and that I was raised by, you know, my grandmother because she was so young when she had me, my mom, that she had to go into the city to try and make ends meet. Mm. So I was really raised by my grand and I... As a speaker now, as I travel different platforms, right. I have the I have the privilege of you know sharing my story, and um, the privilege of also being able to have a platform where I talk about some of the injustices that my people experience. You know, hmm. people who come from 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 other parts of the world other than the United States yeah. or um, quote unquote developed nations hmm. and so forth and um, you know, just speaking about how we're subjected to live or just the fact that my grandmother, you know, spent her entire life. She started cleaning when she was about 14 and had to mm. lie and say she was 16. Mm. So the apartheid government would let her work and she could only stop working when she was 17. And that's because I could now start earning a living. Right. And before then, she was cleaning beautiful homes and houses that she could never dream of owning wow. in her own motherland. These are the sort of injustices we're talking about. You know, and um, I, I speak and I give a face very proudly to AIDS orphans hmm. 
currently in the sub-Saharan region or South Africa in specific, I think we have about 3.7 million AIDS orphans. And while a lot of people, you know, may feel sensitive when I still refer to myself as an orphan because I'm blessed in abundance with love, Mm. um, people who have joined my journey and supported me, I, I truly am very deliberate about that because I recognize that there could be a little me somewhere in a township or in a rural area mm. thinking that they are the only person, thinking that they are defined by the circumstance of being an AIDS orphan, not being able to see past it. And so I do this deliberately because I recognize that now I'm in a place where from a distance people could just think I probably just have a perfect life. And there's mm. no such thing as that. Yeah. You know, people are impressed by the accolades. They hear what you've been blessed to be able to do. And um, it's, you know, maybe not even take into account some of the hardships that it's taken to get to that stage. So that's really how I how I live my life. And that's how we met in Ohio. I was yes, I was there for the yeah, yeah, I was there for the Black Love event, you know, yeah, yeah, our good mutual friend. Yeah, this night. Yeah, good mm-hmm. mutual friend, Iko Bako, yep. who I know has um, been on this platform or is yes. about to be. He's I know he's been to. very excited. Yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's, he's been so excited about that. But. You know, just really coming into these spaces where you can bring people together and mm. talk about things that otherwise would not be on the table, you know. Mm. That's always important to how we're able to evolve. And it's so important just in terms of how intentional we are as, I guess, people who are visible in society, mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. So. Agree. Yeah, so that's everything really that I'm, you know, I'm about and I've been working on, you know, stuff like that. That's that's me in a nutshell, I'd say. In a nutshell, I I think you're being extremely humble, but I'm not going to go into it. um, One thing I'd like to just point out and and ask about at the same time is that you've crafted kind of your life around this passion for communicating it. And a big part of that, I would imagine, is telling stories. And that's oh, what yeah. you do. In fact, it's the framework of, of one of the things you happen to run. Um, I'd like to hear more about that. Um, just for me personally and my listeners, um, I'd like to for you to emphasize to us a little bit why stories, our stories, your story is so important and why, why sharing that is, is such a big deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I... I, I, I didn't always know the value of my story. Hmm. Um, my mother, who was 25 at the time, she knew that when she was diagnosed with HIV, she, she hmm. knew she was going to die. Because if you look at the, the, the history of the epidemic, and there was a time in the sub-Saharan region, particularly in South Africa, where hmm. it wiped out millions. And my mom was one of those millions hmm. because the, the, you know, the, the president at the time didn't allocate enough budget in order to get ARVs into the country in time mm. and stuff like that. And so my mom sat me down and said, which is basically her saying in, in our native language, that she's going to die. And mm. she says to me, but you must go on because you will be different. And at this mm. point, I'm about eight, eight nine years old. Um, I don't know what HIV is, but I know what death is because mm. a year before she had suffered a miscarriage, and mm. had to explain to me what had happened to my little brother or some girl because I had been so excited mm. about our extended family. And so, um, you know, something about the way she shared her story with me, I believe, um, you know, uh, I think she recognized my humanity and I think she, she, she spoke to a core in me that I obviously may have not even been aware that I had as a child, just an inner more sacred part of me because 
from that moment for the next one year, six months of my life, it would be absolute you know, tragedy. This, yeah. this, is, this is what I like to talk about when um, I am you know, speaking in big platforms or anywhere outside of the continent. And I say we must, we must acknowledge the fact that you know, having, having someone die of AIDS in a poverty-stricken environment is very different to yeah. a Magic Johnson situation who's yeah. actually not dying and living yeah. and thriving. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's dynamics and it's worlds apart. And the reason we don't hear so much of those stories is because when I say my people, I mean those people, people who are caught in the confines of poverty, people who are caught in, you know, um, who are underserved, uh, receiving the lower end of education or mm. civic opportunities. The reason you don't know these stories is because many of them don't even know what's happening to them. If they do, they don't know how to articulate it. Yeah. They certainly don't have the privilege of the platforms that I have. Hmm. So I've always felt like it's a, it's a duty and an honor for me to always pull those stories out and excavate as a means to educate and really bridge, bridge uh, cultural gaps hmm. that I think are very prevalent and, and still exist in, in some of the strongest ways in society you know, uh, because of obviously popular media and yeah. how things are controlled, controlled content and, and so forth. But um, her sharing her story with me and making me promise to be good to my grand, to always yeah. believe in God, to never stop going to school. Like those are things for me that I think kept me in line because I still had to thrive in the society that had gotten the best of her and gotten the best of many other young women. Yeah. And it took speaking to something that is deeper and more sacred. And that's what I believe stories do. They connect our human essence. Hmm. You know, you feel it when you sit in a circle and your grandmother or your grandfather tells a story. You feel yeah. primordial. You feel like it's you've been there for centuries. You can see it. That's hmm. the gift of story. It's a gift of, of space, I guess, and a, a gift of... Um, a sacred gift of discernment. And I, I, I like to promote and advocate for, for stories because they are important. They are key to, you know, um, our ability to, to truly embrace who we are, but also educate in a way that is compassionate. Um, and it's, it's necessary to build the, the knowledge that is required for us to really be successful at producing world-class citizens hmm. who know how to think beyond typical stereotypes and um, typical media narratives and see beyond that and recognize the humanity in other people. So that's really what my whole culture and my whole culturing of my people and surroundings and platforms around the power of story. It, it, is, it is the medicine to the soul, truly. Now, I'm going to ask another question because I'm immeasurably just fascinated and just uh, enchanted by your thoughts on stories. Um, and, and I'd like to reframe uh, that conversation when it comes to, to people who oftentimes are a lot like you. They're trying to figure out how to uh, make change in one way or another. And, and, you know, one thing we always underestimate is the ability of, of telling our stories and, and, and crafting a narrative, a different narrative for ourselves. Um, and I'd like to specifically address, you know, a lot of the, the upcoming generation that's hoping to uh, affect change on the African continent and on, on the American continents for, for black people, people of color, um, you know, African people, people of the diaspora in every way 
shape and form right. you know how you know if you were to give them some words on, on telling their stories and leveraging those stories what would the what would the lesson be um embracing who you are i mean a lot of my success even came from the fact that when i came to america i was very embracing of my afro roots of my heritage hmm. very persistent on teaching people how to pronounce my name hmm. and pulling them away not even away but you know what always precedes me is the fact that i graduated from the academy or the fact that i'm mentored by miss winfrey mm. or you know the media has conned me the it girl i don't know what that is <laughs> you know um i'm my grandmother's child and nombumelelo mpumi from south johannesburg you know mm. i was born in sonkizi so i grew up in poverty mm. is what it's taken to get me here that's really always been my approach and it's opened so many doors because you know Bishop T.D. Jakes says it so profoundly. He says it's the pain of being you that's the power of being you. Ooh. You know, and a lot of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that it's that a one, real gem. Man, I'm, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm a, I have to take notes right now. Uh, please continue. <laughs> that, that was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's the pain, pain of being, of being you, you that's the, that power the power of being, being you. you. That is the title of this episode. Legit, legit. Uh, because, you know, I think people think that because we're coming in from underserved nations or mm-hmm. we're coming in from or as the underdogs it's a reason to be ashamed mm-hmm. and want to suddenly you know lose your accents or i don't know what people do and some of those are natural changes or whatever mm-hmm. the case is i mean i've been here for six years and i have people who say you still sound south african and then sometimes they'll say no you can't understand me <laughs> i never know what that means right but the, the essence of who i am is very african you know i'm very very african and proudly so and so I would always just say you want to put that forward because that is what precedes even your own idea of who you think you are. Because no matter how you identify, when people see you, they see an African or they see an Afro-Colombian. That's just what they see, you know. Um, So the quicker we are to embrace that and define that in a powerful way for ourselves, you know, define this Wakanda moment and this moment in time where the whole world is salivating over Africa and its jewels as if that has not always been the case. Hmm. You know, this is the time where this movie is just teaching us how much beauty, how much discovery there still is that uh, is available to our disposal in terms of just uplifting the continent or uplifting our heritage in ways that have not been seen in popular platforms and so forth. So it's to own who you are. It's, It's to embrace your the essence of you and to lead with that because that is what will blow you away there there's no way i mean i've always felt inside of me that the more i grew and the the deeper i went into my spiritual process of just self-discovery and Mm. and growth seeking you know I, i always knew that i could always feel that this is headed in a great direction like a sacred almost but I'm stunned each time. No talk is ever the same. I meet people think that when I'm at a platform, I I only give to them. I receive so much. My life Mm. is blessed and enhanced every time I have an opportunity to even do this, have a platform where people will listen. You know, it's a special thing and it's something I don't take for granted. And that's something I couldn't have manufactured on my own. We Mm. are powerful beings and we co-create with the power of God or the creative power that has created all of this intelligence we have all of its contents in us and we have that ability to create and shape the world and influence in in vast and truly amazing ways and um that's that's what happens when you when you step forward in faithful courage and you say i'm going to honor who i am 
and I'm going to allow that to lead, you know. Um, that's what I would say to that to that answer, for sure. Thank you very much. That was mm-hmm. enlightening. Um, now let's focus a little more on what you're doing now. Um, yeah. Around, we've, built, we've done the build-up. We, we know um, a lot of the background <laughs> now, but, you know, let's, let's start with today. You, you know, we had a conversation earlier, and you said you were working on some stuff. Do you mind sharing? I mean... This episode will likely come out a little after you've launched, for sure. But would you mind sharing with my listeners about, you know, what you're working on? Um, you know, your website, Mpumi No Beaver Live. Uh, talk to me. Look, tell me about it. I'm yeah. excited to hear. Oh, man. So I'll start with the website. That's my baby. You know, okay. it's taken me so many months to build. I built it myself with a very humble team of people. Hmm. Um you know, and I wanted to create a space that, again, celebrates the power of story, but pulls it more to an enterprise sort of um, like an entrepreneurial sort of mindset where you can see how your own story is is of value and how you can allow that to shape the way you move in various markets okay. and how you can bring that as intelligence to serve and uplift and, and enlighten um, people and so you know, I I used my website to share my story, but really to also market my services as a speaker, like the different keynotes I give, whether right. it's like at a school or a corporate function. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what's most important is again that call to action to getting people to share their stories. I even encourage them to share with me, which happens in great abundance. And for many years in my life, I've always been followed by whispers of people wanting to be mentored, people wanting to be helped. And I did it. I did it for for a while. And, you know, what what became overwhelming is that there's only one of me and, you know, hundreds of people who are wanting different things, sometimes things that I don't even know I can help with or things that I feel like I'm not qualified to. Mm. But I guess people just look at the way you live and lead yourself and they see that there's something that could remedy them in that process. And so that's what um, initially last year I launched a uh, Sunday mentorship program that was very successful. I pulled mentors from uh, parts of Europe, South Africa, few in Canada, most in North America. And every Sunday mm-hmm. for free, I would wow. sit and work with people on, di- on, on, on specific, like I would have their pages on my Google Doc. I knew them like clients. Wow. And this was just my, I guess, my extension of saying, Lord, just, I guess, let me figure it out. People are are asking, let me figure it out. And what's interesting is just being willing to be used in that way and not not being stopped by the fact that I'm using my own resources to do this, my own financial means, and I'm a student at the time. You know, I didn't allow that to stop me. And Hmm. that was one of the biggest gifts because it was through that process that I really learned how to I learned client relations. I learned mm. how to categorize people based on their needs. I learned how to channel a lot of what I could offer into more of a service package so that it's more succinct for people to see and identify. Mm. And I guess what I'm just going at is just um, the beauty of, of, of listening, you know, listening to that greater intelligence when it shows up through one or two many people and you just step step into that faith. And so that was the inspiration for what we're launching today and mm. You know, we're, we're going live on my weekly motivations. I'm putting out a new program called uh, Journal and Intention Setting. Hmm. And I'm really excited about it because it's a space where, as a community of people, those who are mostly on my social spaces and are very, like, very strong in terms of following and supporting my efforts, mm-hmm. um, 
they whenever I post a journal, they want to know, where did you get that journal? What are you doing with it? How are you doing this? And so I thought, okay, let's create an environment where together we can grow. So Mm. for the month of April, the intention is to strip from the old self. And Mm. um, I've had people subscribe to the program, which is so encouraging. And um, so in a few breaths, I'm going to we're going to go ahead and action a live email that's going to go out to all those subscribers they'll have the video where they can watch. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 15, 18 minute video clip that basically breaks down how we're going to together approach that intention and how we're going to use journaling as a tool to keep us present because that's mm-hmm. important. Cool. And really what I do is I use books. You know, one of the, the books, the book that I highlight for this month is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, okay. which is truly a guide to spiritual awakening. It mm-hmm. teaches about how, We are not our thoughts, but we haven't been taught that. So it's very easy for us to begin identifying with the way we think. And so we think if we've made a mistake, we're suddenly just, I guess, not smart people. Or we Mm. think that if we've had a bad day, we suddenly have a bad life. Mm. And so the, the the, the subjective mind, you know, very easily starts perpetuating those thoughts with which then inform the objective mind which informs your objective world so if you you keep telling yourself enough that you're a failure you really truly start becoming a failure Hmm. you know even the presence of you just emanates failure and not because the essence of you as a human being is a failure it means that your ability to stay aware and ahead and positive in in the essence of just your happiness has been has been you know has been affected by losing sight of the fact that as a human being, we're, 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 we're broader, we're we're deeper beings than just a single moment in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, learning how to track those self-sabotaging behaviors, those negative thoughts, um, learning how to stop the negative self-talk, how to just how to stop, you know, ruling yourself out of successful moments. Mm -hmm. Those things are so important to how you pursue your greatness and how you ultimately reach that. And that's what we were stripping off this this month is, is all of those behaviors by just paying attention to our thoughts and making deliberate actions that align with the intention of, oh, I'm stripping away from that. Oh no, I'm not gonna go down that road again. So it's a it's a it's a you know, what I say in the program is that it's 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 like the gift that keeps on giving because it's a lesson and I failure is one of my favorite things. It's where I've learned the most, okay. um, where I've failed. And, you know, I, you have, any, have you had any significant ones you can share? Oh yeah. You know, um, I remember being at the, when I was still at the Oprah school. So I was, um, I was, I was selected as part of the first class to attend the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously changed my life. And while I was there, you would think that since I've arrived at this moment of opportunity, I would know how to recognize moments of opportunity and take heed. And because, you know, we're, we're, we're sometimes even new to these things, I, I almost missed out on the opportunity to come to the United States. And it had always been a dream of mine. Uh, we were in the 10th grade that launched this program where 25 girls would come to the United States. And I allowed in that time, all the, 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 the struggles that were going on in my family, I allowed all of that to come into my school space and affect me. Hmm. So in moments when I'm supposed to be maybe tutoring or doing something that's advancing me, maybe I'm busy crying about who's died or who's in jail, or, hmm. you know, and it's not to say we shouldn't feel, but it's to say that, 
when the moment of opportunity shows up, you know, you've got to show up. You've got to yeah. be ready to meet it. And um, and because I, I wasn't doing that, I missed out on being a part of that 25 that came to the United States initially hmm. to tour different schools because we were in the 10th grade. And I learned then by receiving that letter of, of, of um, you know, that letter of disapproval or yeah. not being accepted in the program. For the first time, it clicked in my mind that, oh, so... I am I am responsible of the outcomes that I'm getting in this life. I can see very clearly that um, I wasn't my strongest. I wasn't performing in the best ways uh, academically. And as a result, this is what happens. And instead of being broken by that, as heartbreaking as it was to watch people very close to you live a dream that you want so bad to live for yourself, yeah. um, I decided to be motivated by that by that learning. And I said, okay, so how... What about if I start deliberately creating things in a way that is is aligned with what I want to do? And that's when my life truly changed. I went from being an, a good student to being like straight A's to being like 4.0s because I got it like it clicked, you know. Hmm. And there's no there's no there's no textbook that could have ever taught me that, yeah. you know. And it's still very possible to experience that and still miss the lesson because we think, oh, because I've lost, it means I've, I've, I've I'm a failure. No, there's always a lesson in, in, in every loss, but you have to excavate it. You have to be strong enough to, to be in the presence of that loss or that, that, that failure and say, what is this here to teach me? You know? And so the whole thing with, with launching this program is to create a space for me as a young girl, 25, who's having some really, Wait, you you're know, 25. Yeah, I'm 25 years old. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god! I know, god. I know. I get that all the time. That I get that all the incredible. time. Incredible! Oh, thank god. you. Oh my god! Okay, all right. Thank you. But so yeah, to that point, even you know, um, it's like someone someone asked me once, like, which role model really embodies the woman you want to become? And I've never seen her. I've seen parts of her in many women. You know, mm. I've seen parts of her in my grandmother. I've seen her in Michelle Obama. I've seen her in Oprah Winfrey. I've seen her in Miriam Mageba, in Nina Simone, in Rihanna, in Beyonce. I've seen her in all these people. Mm. But it makes sense that I'm the one to bring her forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I built this platform because I wanted to create a safe space, even for me as a 25-year-old, having all these blessed experiences to share in a safe space where it can be received in a in a in a safe manner in your and 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 because you know um while you have you know that saying to whom much is given much is equally required right like you know i've got to be very careful with how i lead with these experiences because mm. very easily you can make yourself exclusive to other people which doesn't mm. really help anyone because yeah. we're not we're humanity and we're connected you know, so it's never to anyone's advantage when we suddenly think we are separate from other beings or higher or whatever the case is. I like I like being very local. I like being very connected to accessible. people and accessible, right? But how do you do that in a safe manner, knowing right. that you have some really privileged spaces and and um, access to, to 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 certain, I guess, experiences? How do you do that? You know, and it's taken me a while to even reach a point where I felt safe enough, even with and within myself, to say, "Okay, I'm ready to do this." Hmm. Um, but that's really what this platform is about: is having a space to share these experiences in a um, in a in a safe manner, 
and to 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 also show to people that nobody truly ever arrives. I mean, I'm mm. growing on a daily basis, right. so I actually look forward to sharing lessons in a very real way. And you say and sort you're of, growing um, with them, right? The, the, the yeah, yeah. Profile. I mean, I have things I'm stripping away from as well. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a process that, that never stops. You constantly. You look at nature, that's why we have four seasons. That's why animals migrate. That's why leaves fall and the sun comes up and goes down because that's the process. That's our essence, okay. you know, and um, there's no shame in that. There's mm. no shame in ever growing because we are naturally growth-seeking beings. Mm. And so it's a matter of just um, being at peace with yourself, accepting yourself, mm. loving yourself, being gentle with yourself, but also being very deliberate with how you're showing up, what, what you're concentrating, because what you think on expands. Right. So these are some of the, 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 the lessons that I've been fortunate to pick up on very early in my life because yeah. of just, you know, just the privilege of, of having people stop and wanting to sow into my life. And now I want to share that. I want okay. to share that in real time. And that's what this whole space is about. It's about me stepping more into the public space as Bumi not as um, Oprah's students Oprah. or this and that, yeah. you know, in a, that, that's a lot. And it drowns a person because right. it's like, wait a minute, there's a whole person here. There's a whole world of experiences that need to be shared. Okay. Um, you know, so th that's what that's about. So I have a, I have a quick other, per, perhaps more useful for me than maybe even more any of my, my listeners. You, you mentioned coming to peace with yourself and it's something I would say, m at least I personally struggle with, Partly because, you know, it's it's difficult both to be, at least I experience difficulty be, both being ambitious in terms of there are things I'd like to do and being okay with who I am at the same time. How do you manage that? How, what, you know, what type of insight have you personally really received on getting to that point where you're, you're that way? Because you seem to be both incredibly ambitious and, you know, at peace with yourself. How, how did you get there? Absolutely. Um excuse me one of the i remember in my early years when i was building my when i was working on my first website as a speaker just wanting to share my story and um i came across this quote this quote by w h murray that's w h m u r a r r a y and his quote is on commitment he speaks to how um as human beings you know there there's one elementary truth that until we commit to something, there's always a chance to hesitate or draw back. Hmm. But when we commit, that is when providence moves as well. Providence meaning higher favor moves with you. Hmm. A lot of the times we're waiting for things to become perfect, to reach right. a certain moment. And that will never come. Hey. You know? <laughs> and um, what we're trying to seek is what we must embody and then become it's huh. not the other way around you don't get it and then embody it you've got to embody it you've got to attract it you've got to right. manifest it so you know he says whatever you 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 must do or, or dream you must do begin it begin it now because boldness has magic power and passion and something like that huh. you know and i thought whoa i love that begin it Hmm. And beginning means giving yourself permission, saying that I am enough as I am right now. Hmm. I'm worthy of this experience. Hmm. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead with it. You know, because if you really think about it, who's going to tell you not to? Any person who tries to talk you away from possibilities is an individual who is projecting their own limitations on you. Hmm. But you're truly the only person who can stop your own self. Right. You know, which is... Um, 
a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people and not always an easy thing to hear, but let's call a spade a spade. You know, even for me to be who I am sitting where I am, it means I am that candid and that honest and open even to myself. I'm willing to have difficult dialogue with myself if there is something I need to pay attention to, but usually it just has to give us, it, it has to do with giving yourself permission saying I am enough right now as I am. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean I'm probably not going to fall on my face or this is going to immediately work. That just means that I am worthy of this experience in whatever way that it shows up for me. And I'm going to do it as a way to continue discovering and evolving parts of myself and being of service to whatever greatness has brought me here. Like it's really that simple. And so when mistakes happen or when hardship shows up, it shouldn't rock your world because if it's in perspective, then it's still a part of the experience. You, mm. you, you're not, you know, less of who you are, you know, you don't deserve any less of what you're entitled to as a child of God, if that's what you believe, or as a, an element that has been created by this all powerful all seeing ever present force that is creative genius and intelligence. Like you're worth it. Mm. You're the only person who can really get into the, the the activation of what that's supposed to be for you hmm. yeah so that's 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 the way i talk to myself about it that's where the way i talk to everyone about it that's where i encourage them to talk to themselves about it you know it's without question it's like why wouldn't i why why wouldn't i oh but what if i fail yeah and so that's that's great that's hmm. great but then we learn then we move forward that's the point I think if we're pursuing perfection, if we're pursuing some unrealistic illusion of what it's supposed to be, then it makes sense because it's resistance. Then you're pushing against the way that life is naturally unfolding. But if you're at ease with the fact that, you know, I'm um, I'm like an insect size in a big universe, you know, like yeah. life goes on. There's a whole bigger life. So if I have a bad day, not a bad life, I'm going to try again tomorrow, mm. but I'm going to give myself to I'm going to give myself permission, of course. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, now, I would like to ask about, um, first of all, prior to going in, because I'm personally so inspired, where can, where can listeners subscribe to you? Yeah. Um, I would really encourage uh, visiting mpuminoviva.live and subscribing under the weekly motivation section, which is the program launching today. Okay. Um, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'll be putting out a lot more videos um, so that you, you just get early bird on that in terms of notice. But, uh, you know, Instagram, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot more now, opening myself up, uh, being comfortable with the visibility that comes with the sort of work that I do. So I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very active on those platforms for sure, and I'm I'm definitely looking at publishing via the medium as well. Mm. Um, that's gonna start in in the next few weeks as well. So you know, just really trying to put myself in as many places as possible because I I'm just here to see how far we can take this. So whoever's willing to grow together in the process, because my goal is to really create a gentle and safe community for us to have these exchanges. And it's not a forum space where people can go ham because I do know that, you know, the internet yeah. can be a very toxic place. It truly can. It's, um, you share, you know, you use the hashtag. So like this month it's share with Mbumi April. We all know that the intention is to strip from the old self. So you can post your experiences, use the hashtag. I'll be able to pick that up and I can repost that. 
And if people are being malicious or negative, that's fine because it's in their own spaces versus being on a platform where we're all now confined to. Right. And then I encourage people to, you know, send me their, their questions on the materials I put out because on week three of every month I do a, a Q and a where I am answering their questions very generally. Um, you know, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely planning to get more rigorous, get my hands dirty with the process. I'm really excited about it. And I, I hope that more and more people will continue to uh, hop on the new platform for sure. Fantastic. Now, um, I would like to, I wouldn't say tiptoe around the elephant in the room, but um, (laughs) I'd like to ask a slightly different question from the question I hope you typically are asked, um, particularly about your relationship with Ms. Renfrey. Um, Mm -hmm. Rather than ask about how's that or, you know, know, what's that like, I would like to ask, you know, if you could center on one single most valuable thing you take, you've taken away from that or you continually take away from that experience. Um, I, I prefer these kind of questions because I think people can use the things you say in this way mm-hmm. as opposed to just... Um, that exclusive hair. experience. Exactly. I know. I, I just can't stand that so much. But um, I think that's a great way of, of, of phrasing that questions and, and good for you, really, because it really is about sharing and passing down, passing over, really, information and, and these enlightenments. And for me, with uh, Miss Winfrey, you know, she's she's truly taught me that, you know, everything that I've ever aspired to be, I've always had mm. in me. Mm. Um, and it's it's just been a matter of accepting that and honoring that okay. and embracing that we've always had it we've always had it you know um it's just pursuing it and giving it the room for it to become what it is because you get in your own way you know sometimes mm. as a person you, yeah. you, you think you know how things are supposed to play out right. and you feel entitled to how things are supposed to unfold and that's very unrealistic mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. Life and nature and order also plays a leading part in that. And she's taught me that you can work hand in hand with your emotional guidance system, which is a very, very strong principle that I learned about in the law of attraction, which I'm still studying to this day, mm-hmm. that she personally referenced me to. And it's changed my life in incredible ways. But it teaches you about how you you have the power. You are a creative being and you have the power to create any reality you want for yourself. And the way you know and discern whether something is the right move or not is the way you feel. You just got to be present. You, you need mm. to be still mm. and um, rooted in, in who you are to be able to hear that because that greater part of you is always speaking to you, calling you. And here's how you know it's true. Like you can have an experience and you have a bad feeling, but you choose to ignore that feeling when, when you know, and things hit the fan, and then you're like, oh, I knew it. Yes, yeah. of course. You're you're that powerful. You did know it. Hmm. You did. You just didn't listen. Yeah. And now it's going to show up again until you get it. Because right. that's how loving nature is. It's, it's just a process that keeps replenishing. You know, so she's just taught me that you don't have to fight. There's no one fighting. You're not fighting yeah. for success. <laughs> you're not fighting. Relax. You have everything in you. You have it. Just get in a place where you can hear it. Position yourself better to receive and then lead with that, you know? Yeah. Phenomenal. And that's something any person can do at any point. Yeah. I truly appreciate you sharing that. And I would like that's to That's my pleasure. My Thank final you. Final question of the evening. I, I know you're met in the message. I already know what this is. Okay. Guess what? The, or you <laughs> ask yourself your own question. 
first of all, my questions are not predictable, but you go ahead. Okay, Tell me let's what you see. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. You go ahead. No, just so I can out myself. No, no, I no. don't know. Uh, yes, no, ask the question. I, I would like to see if, if it is not my question, we won't even address it. Okay. Were you going to ask me like if I'm dating or if I'm with someone oh, and how that plays out not. since I'm so young? No. Okay, good. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, is well, that what people ask you? I think people are always just curious. Like, what is a 25 year old who, you know, I sit on the board of directors, I'm on a company, I'm leading an initiative. Like, people wonder, like, do you have space to date? To, right. Who are you dating? What's that process like? Oh, wow. You know, um, yeah. Well, now I feel um, bad for not wanting to ask that question. Yeah. Uh, but that was not it at all, actually. Um, what is your question? Um, I'm looking forward to your question. So now you're looking forward to that. my question. Um, but yeah. first of all, I don't know if I may just ask, is that an appropriate question people ask? Because I, I, I'm for you know this podcast and everything i do um i'm f far more fascinated by kind of the ways i can learn from people as opposed to just factoids does that make sense right well um, i think that's that defines the power of your platform but you know there are some other platforms that thrive from that sort of information absolutely you know especially if it's young girls i mean people right, always have the right. concern like you know what if i outgrow the man in my community who's going to marry me ah, you know stuff like that right, like right. you're so overqualified there are always these things right and i, I think it's a fair question and um, no one's ever obviously in, like subjected to respond i mean right yeah that is true. you know That's fair enough. no we don't we don't have to do any of that well, but um yeah I, it's a I'm question i do get sometimes that question at all um but yeah, thank you for projecting that on me. I'm mildly, <laughs> m only very mildly offended, but no, I'm not. Um, my final yeah. question is, um, you are immensely occupied right now. You're in a space where you're doing so many things at the same time. Um, you have a, an outline for how you'd like to deliver on the things you're currently working on. But um, I'd like to ask more about the future. Um, you are young and you know, what do you project where, where, if you were to, you know, the person you want to be, who is somebody you've referenced multiple times during our conversation, um, what, what do you want that person to be doing? And let's say the future is what, 10, 15 years from now. Um, yeah. if, if you were to allow us to dream along with you, tell us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, I think of myself as a conduit. It's a, it's a piece. Um, it's a tool in any mechanical system that really connects two different systems. That's what conduits do. Yeah. And through my ability just to communicate or even beyond story, I've always just been able to connect to people, to connect to different worlds, to connect to different realities. And I really love being um, in a space where I can live internationally. I've always wanted that, but also be very deeply grounded and rooted, rooted on work in, in the continent and mm. particularly South Africa, yeah. but really the, the whole continent. And um, I see myself just continuing in brokering the, the international space and the African continent, uh, being a voice, advocating, saying things with more clarity and, and courage for many of us who haven't arrived to that space. In, in, in ourselves, um, really, you know, with uh, Share Your Story Africa initiative, which is uh, an initiative that I started just uh, less than a year ago after campaigning for Unite Against Domestic Violence and HIV AIDS in South Africa. Um, 
you know, that platform has taught me a lot about, you know, service and how we can become really savvy about how we get people to give and support. And then um, how we, because what we do at Share Story Africa is we, um, we, 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 we literally are built to, to counter the humanitarian issues that disproportionately affect Africa's women and girls. So issues mm. like HIV, AIDS, domestic violence, human trafficking, and of course, poverty, yeah. you know, um, and what we do as a solution is we train boys and girls. We, we pull pulled from those circumstances. We train them, transform their lives into leaders by, um, you know, providing skills, development training, uh, leadership training, and obviously the ability to tell your story. And that alone is is just such an empowering thing for me to know that you can, you know, help someone along their way, help them become a community agent or a leader who then carries and fulfills a greater purpose for that community and space. Um, and that's what I'm more attracted to is just expanding that and being able to um, stretch across other African countries and elevating our boys and girls um, their voices heightening their 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 consciousness around these issues and how they can not only become educated but also become skilled and equipped as as leaders to be be light in their communities mm. you know that that's for me that for me is the passion and that's that's what i'm seeing myself gear more and more towards and i think everything that i have the privilege to be able to do here is just constantly training me for that you know i'm just being trained to manage and walk that that path that part of my life. Um, so that's something that I'm really excited about is, is, is one day in the very near future being on the African continent and continuing to, to have this life um, where I'm able to pull people from, from circumstance and elevate them to new possibility, new, new information, new awareness, and then pull from people who are privileged in other parts of the world to in a very compassionate way build into these societies, you know, because Africa didn't become Africa just by itself. Africa was a fully functioning continent yeah. and, um, you know, it was colonized. It had apartheid, it, lots of injustices. And that took other countries and global societies that were fully active in that, in that and leading in those actions. So I think we're equally responsible for, for rebuilding in a way that honors and respects the society without, um, throwing funds or throwing money or throwing Western weight and Western Westernization all over hmm. the African continent. It needs to be done in a respectable manner. So I, I really see myself holding to counsel individuals, um, powerhouses who want to interact with the, with the continent. And we look at the minutiae of that, what that means and how it translates to my people, our people on the ground, you know, people, my, my grandmother cleaned houses, my grandfather fixed cars. How do they benefit from the Black Panthers of the world that are thriving on their image and essence? You know, that's what I'm interested in. So it, it looks like uh, it's well in its way. We'll just continue being prayerful and giving, giving, definitely just giving myself permission to further embrace that as much as I can, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I can't. I uh, underestimate how important this was for me as you know as an interviewer. Um, I started this because I hope to get the opportunity to talk to many people like you, and and that's how it's been going so Thank far. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that, and I hope I didn't offend you with my question. I oh, just no, get it no, a lot. No, no, I might be. I'm just, I'm just hurt. I'm just a little. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, <laughs> no, I, don't I, be. I understand why <laughs> that people ask those yeah. questions. 
yeah. a lot. But um, I, I truly appreciate it. And um, please give us a final, you know, where can we find you? What's your Instagram? Where's your Twitter? Um, I, you know, if, if somebody wanted to find out and know everything you're doing at any point in time, um, how do we find out? Absolutely. Um, Instagram is Mpumi, M-P-U-M-I underscore Nobiva, N-O-B-I-V-A. Same thing for Twitter, Facebook, I'm Mpumi Nobiva. I have a speaking page up. Um, you know, check out YouTube, see some of the work I've done, Mpumi Nobiva YouTube channel, uh, as well as Mpumi Nobiva live, which is really my home base for the content that I'm going to start pushing out. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm excited to keep growing. I'm excited to learn and meet people. I would really encourage people to reach out if they feel compelled to, you know, that it's never like a lesson is never a one ended or one sided experience. It's a gift on both parts. So I feel honored to be able to help in any way. And I always gain new insights and new information and, you know, just a, a feeling of hope every time I'm able to have that interaction with people. So I'd highly encourage that if people are considering it for sure. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank, thank you, you so very much for uh, coming on. I, I, I look forward to the launch of everything. I follow you on everything already. So I just, that was really just for the, for the listeners. And um, I, I look forward to everything. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank I you. Thank you, and God bless you for your platform. This is good work you're doing here. God bless you. Yeah. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.